Hey, real quick, guys, you already know I don't run any ads on this because I want to keep it like a really awesome listening experience for you. But I do have an ask. I'd love it if you could just help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs, creatives and high performers just make more money with less stress and more fulfillment. So the best way that you can help me do that is by reading, reviewing and sharing this podcast. Like the single thing I ask of you is please just take 10 seconds to drop a review. Seriously, it would, it would mean the world to me. And more importantly, it may just help change somebody's life. So thank you. And let's get to the show. So I like to hate on hustle bro culture on this podcast a lot. And it's actually not that I disagree with the idea that you need to hustle and work hard um, in your business. If you're an entrepreneur, like if you want to get ahead in life, hustle is a key component of that for sure. Hard work, no doubt. The reason I rail against hustle culture though, or like I like to hate on the hustle bros is because it's very, very easy to mistake action for traction. It's easy to feel to be busy, but not necessarily be effective. And I think hustle culture can make some mistake of thinking that just doing a lot of work is the same as doing the right high leverage work. And I fell into that trap personally for a long time where I was just burning the midnight oil. I was grinding around the clock. I was doing a lot of things. I had a lot of balls in motion. But none of it was moving the the most important balls forward. It was just a lot of busy work. And so I, I'm not a fan of, of that. And so that's one of the reasons why I like to kind of um, take the piss out of uh, hustle culture. But there is one piece of hustle culture advice, which in particular kind of annoys me when I hear it, it is the, the idea that you need to take massive action. And I do agree that massive action is good, but the, the problem with this is that um, massive action is really just the result of a bunch of tiny actions done concurrently, done over a long enough period of time and done with consistency. So focusing on the massive action for most people just kind of leads to a feeling of overwhelm. And in most cases, in inaction, because you're like, man, I, I have this big goal. I want to write this book. I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. But like, that's such a big goal. And then you're like, okay, what's the massive action? I need to sit down and write 10,000 words today. And it's like, damn, that's a lot. I, I don't know if I have the time, the energy, the desire. I, I don't know if I could do this. And so like, we know what the big massive action is that we're trying to take, but then it's so overwhelming. It's so big. And so we attack it maybe through motivation uh, for a period of time. We can attack it with intensity and because we don't have the discipline on the back end, we can't maintain consistency. And in my book, consistency always beats intensity. And that took me a really long time to figure out. And I think this is what hustle culture gets wrong a lot is that they make themselves feel really good by attacking things with intensity for a short period of time, but then they do not maintain the actions necessary to achieve the grandiose results that they want, but they fool themselves into feeling good because they had that intense action, that intense spurt. And by the time the, the motivation is starting to wane, they move that motivation needle towards something else. They attack that with intensity. And so they can kind of keep confusing and, and um, lying to themselves that what they're doing is being productive because they're constantly living in the state of intense, uh, intermittent action. And yet they're not where they want to be in life. And then they look up someday, they're like me, and they're like, what the hell? Why am I not where I want to be? I'm doing, I'm working intensely. I'm doing a lot of stuff. I don't get it. <laughs> and the problem is you're doing maybe the wrong things. But so let's let's rewind for a second. Massive action, sure, important. But more important is to focus on the tiny actions today in the moment, the things that you know you can do. Because I can't remember who said this, but this is a great quote that nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little. Let me repeat that. 
Nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little. So if you've ever thought to yourself, well, I just only have five minutes. I only have 10 minutes. It's not worth it. I can't, I'm not going to be able to get into deep work. I'm not going to be able to make meaningful progress at this thing. And so I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to keep scrolling Instagram. I have been there. I live in this world where I fool myself into thinking, well, I can't do a lot on that. So I'll just put it off until a time when I can. The truth is like the time never really ends up coming. And more importantly is that those little 1% or 0.01% periods of time where the, where we are able to move a ball somewhat forward can be very productive productive on a long enough time frame so here are three things three tiny actions i think you can use daily to just get ahead in life all right number 1 is your 3 to free uh, you need to stop overestimating what you can get done in a day, okay? This only sets you up for failure. It's something that I've personally lived multiple times. Um, I just get so ambitious about what I can do. I fill up my to-do list with a billion things. And then at the end of the day, I maybe only ticked off two out of the 15 things that I wanted to do, and that's a bad ratio. And now I feel bad about myself because I, it feels like I could have done more. However, if instead you just design your three to free, these are your three most important activities that you could get done today that would be a win, then at the end of the day, if you only did two of those three things, well, then you were 66% successful, you will feel very different about that result than in the other example where you only did two out of 15 things. It's a very simple psychological trick, but I found it to be very, very helpful. Now, the key to the three to free is to identify those three tasks that if you were to do them, you could look back and say, that was a great day. That was a win for the day and then do those things. And the interesting thing in that framework is to remember you get to define what winning looks like. You get to define winning based off the quality of your work, not on the quantity. So you are the one that's holding yourself to the standard of doing 15 different things, but you could change that framework by just writing down three. Now, I, I talk about this a lot in the Hyperfocus Masterclass. If you guys want to learn more about that, go to beyondtheapex.com backslash hyperfocus. That is beyondtheapex.com backslash hyperfocus. You can learn all about this framework, go into way more depth. All right, number two, tiny little habit will make a massive impact on your life is that if you want to play the money game better, you need to keep an eye on the score. And to do that, you need to be tracking your net worth every single day. Do not overcomplicate this. Don't get too fancy with it. For years, I literally just used a simple journal where I would sit down and I would walk through everything I spent the day before, everything I earned the day before, and I would just keep a tally. Because at the end of the day, um, that which gets measured gets managed. And if you want to win the money game, which I'm not saying you need to win the money game, but so many of your problems in life can be solved with money. Um, and uh, why not? then win the money game because it's not that it's not that complicated it just takes some intention so track your net worth every single day and you will start to see that number climb and grow i can almost guarantee it number three tiny little habit is what i call the don't list this is you know productivity is interesting it's not about getting more done it and sometimes it's not even about what you do get done it's about what you don't get done and i think every single one of us has our own little time suck activity, some little distraction that we indulge ourselves in throughout the course of the day. It doesn't seem like a lot in the moment, but then when you kind of add it up, you look back and you're like, wow, I spent a lot more time playing Flappy Bird than I thought I did. For me, my personal thing is uh, chess, but for you, it could be you know social media, it could be Reddit, it could be, it could be all sorts of things. I don't know what your thing is, but you probably do. Just like me mentioning, what is that thing? What are those things that if you were to not do them throughout your day, your productivity would be like, 
oh, through the roof. You know what those are. So on your your to-do list for the day, your little three by five uh, card where you've list out your, your three to free, your three activities that you are gonna do, next to that, write out your to-don't list. Those are the three things you need to avoid doing. And then don't do those things until you've completed your three to free. And then after you've done that, you've already won the day. So go fuck off if you want to. Go do your don't list. I don't care. Um, you do you. But you do this um, on a long enough time frame. These tiny little activities compound. They they deliver some pretty impressive, massive results. Or at least they've worked really well in my life. So hopefully they will for you as, as well. And that will do it for me, everybody. I appreciate you. Uh, we'll catch you around these parts tomorrow. Until then, stay hyper-focused, everybody.